Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Today in Space. Uh, it's been it's been two weeks. I was just thinking about that the other day. I can't believe this is the second week. You know, we missed last week. Uh, it's been crazy. Um, to start off, I'll just explain kind of what happened. Um, you know, basically the RSS feed went down. So everyone who was subscribed couldn't update. And that's because I put up a really nice looking homepage that every time you come to todayinspace.net, you're greeted by this great looking page that shows you how to get around and and find everything easier. But the way the website's set up and the RSS feed's set up, it was going to that blank homepage and the RSS feed's like, oh my God, there's nothing there. So it uh, took me about it took me a few days to figure that out on top of the fact that it was also Thanksgiving. Um, so sorry about that. I really uh, want to apologize about that. But we're fixing it and uh, we're moving to a new hosting service. Don't worry. You guys will not have to do anything. Um, you'll barely even notice it. Um, we're doing it right this time. <laughs> so uh, again, like I said, really, really sorry about that. But uh, everything is up and running, and, and there shouldn't be any issues. If you are having any issues, just email me at todayinspacepodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at elgreco, E-L-G-R-3-C-O, or Today in Space Podcast on Facebook. Um, thank you to everybody who used the Amazon link um, for Black Friday and for Cyber Monday and to do your Christmas shopping. I can't tell you how much that helps out. Like all, all, even though we only get a little bit from each sale, the fact that you guys have gone out and, and bought Christmas presents and all that stuff. Thank you so much. You guys are helping, uh, fund the science that we're going to do with this show. And we're just going to be doing so much more stuff. Like you guys made that a complete reality. This just this weekend, <laughs> just the past weekend. Um, Thank you. Really, really appreciate it. And if you haven't or if you still want to in the future, remember um, there'll be a link in every episode of the podcast and on the homepage at todayinspace.net forward slash home. Uh, it'll always be there, so you can just click that. And if you want to make it really easy, uh, just bookmark it. And so every time you go to shop from Amazon, you click that uh, Amazon button, and boom, you don't even have to think about supporting. You don't even have to think about going back to todayinspace.net to click it every time. You just do it every time. I mean, that's definitely the easiest way to do it. So, again, thank you everybody who, who shopped this weekend with the link. I can't tell you how much that helps. So I'm, I'm literally in the process of figuring out what's the first scientific project we're going to do here. So, uh, once I figure it out, um, you guys will know, and uh, we're just going to get science going, guys. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, what else? Uh, this podcast is also brought to you by Onnit.com. Onnit has everything you need to become a total optimized human. It's about total human optimization. So what does that mean? So basically it's, it's making you the best you that you can be. You know, um, we... Our, our bodies go through so much and our brains go through so much, especially if you're listening to this show. You probably use your brain more than you do your body. But the reality is, you know, you've got to have a healthy body to have a healthy brain to to get that extra edge to be 
smarter and better than 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 the next guy or the next girl or really just so that way you can take yourself to the next level if you're not that competitive you know if you just want to be the best you this is the place to start i mean personally i love um the shroom tech immune um it helps me out so much whenever i feel a little bit of something coming on or if i'm going to be dealing with a lot of different people or traveling you know with all these extra germs that i'm not used to i take shroom tech immune i honestly believe that is the reason that I stay healthy. And I got to keep this voice proper and trim. You know, I can't be, can't be letting my voice back down and, and getting all fucked up. I got to be on my game. So that's why I take stuff from on it. Um, I'm also a big, big proponent of, uh, proponent? Is that even the right word? No, I'm just making up words. I'm a big fan of the Alpha Brain. I take that, you know, three or four times a week. Um, it's just nutrients for your brain. There's si- all this stuff that, that they have. Uh, it's all online. They have science. Um, they've done their double-blind placebo tests. All of it's online. So you can check all this stuff out. I'm just trying to bring you guys the the best stuff that you can have. And I know that having a healthy body is the best thing you can have for a healthy, faster, smarter brain. So go check this stuff out. You know, click the banner on uh, this week's episode or on the homepage, and you'll help uh, support this podcast. Um I think that's about it. So let's get in with the show. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed last week's show about uh, the Space Act of 2015. Um, so much stuff involved in that that it was hard to even fit what we did in 50 minutes. Um, but this week we're going to go through some space news. I'm going to talk about um, some stuff that, you know, everyone really goes through on the holidays. I'm going to go back to Thanksgiving and really just conversations that I had with my own family members. Um, and even, you know, other people's family members that, you know, anyone who's involved in science or who, <laughs> I hate to say it, believes in science will have to go through. And so I'll show you how I went about it and, you know, what I could have done better, you know, because that's, that's really, if, if science is going to move forward and we're going to get people talking about it and thinking about it, you know, there's going to be you're not going to be right all the time. You're going to, you're going to have, there's, there could be a better way to approach it there. You know, there, there could have been, uh, you could have done it a little bit better. And that's what I'm going to try and do here is kind of show you my, my side. Um, also, uh, I have some clips about, uh, some stuff I was taught. I was thinking about on my ride home cause I've been doing so much driving. That's been the problem from last week was that, um, the new job is, is a road gig. So, um, I'm on the road a lot, and last week I just got trampled with work and literally didn't have a chance to get back to my computer. But this week we're recording on uh, the new Rode mic. Uh, does it sound good? Is it good? Yeah, you've been listening to it the whole time. This whole episode is being recorded on it, so you guys can kind of hear what it's like, and so I can test out the mic. Um, but that was last week. So I've got uh, a clip from some thoughts I had on the road, and we'll just, we'll get into it. Sorry if it's a little, you know, because it was in my car when I did this off my phone. So um, the audio is fine. You're just going to hear some air because <laughs> a car is not the best sound quality. But um, yeah, let's get into it. Let's get into this week. And we've got a bunch of stuff. Um, let's see, some stuff about uh, seeing a supernova explode for the first time. We've got uh, update on the newest Orion launch. 
and uh, just some other stuff. And let's get to it, guys. Welcome to Today in Space. So, to start off, let's talk about a little bit about, you know, talking to people during the holidays. You know, first of all, you know, there's always, there's always conversations that happen on the holidays. There's, you know, people are just kind of venting to the people that they care about, or the people that are around sometimes. Sometimes it's just people venting to people they finally have around them. Um... You know, I mean, listen, if 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 you were with family or even friends this holidays, some conversation came up about something, whether it was, you know, the election, which, you know, everyone's friggin talking about it, even though it's not even there aren't even we don't even know who's <laughs> who's actually going to be competing for it. Um, I'm trying to say it's too soon. But regardless, people are talking about all this different stuff. One of the conversations I had, being the person that everyone is shockingly aware of, that I am a man of science, I get asked some stuff sometimes. And surprisingly, it wasn't about space this time. It was actually about evolution. And I know anyone who's a scientist, anyone who's involved in science, in science has had this conversation with somebody where, you know, I had it with a cousin who said, you know, do I believe in evolution? Um, I mean, yes. I mean, there's really not, not too much to believe in. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's, it's the theory of evolution, you know, and it has a very, if, if, you, if you read into it, it makes a lot of sense. The guy who created evolution saw that there was this plant that had this very long stem. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this story because I've heard it kind of secondhand, but basically the idea was there's this plant where the pollen is super super low down and no animal that they know of could reach that. So why would a plant ever do that? You know, based on how we thought of things that you know animals were created. And this is it, and, you know, clearly that plant is going to die. You know, it's not going to spread. But how did it get there? So there must be an animal that is adapted that has some kind of long nose or, or the ability to get down that stem to get that pollen out, right? And that was the theory, was that that has to be there, right? That That bird has to exist, and they set up video I think it was and they they actually captured evidence that a bird like that exists with a the long snout long beak that gets the pollen from the very bottom of the plant so that's where it started that's where apparently <laughs> uh theory of evolution started and it was confirmed that oh damn he's right so 
do I believe in that? Yes, because that's how science is done. You have to have an idea and you have to test it. It was tested and it works. But the thing is, is it, it, you know, it goes all over and then people have their own ideas with it. Anyways, I'm not really into that. Do I, the question was, do I believe in that? The answer is yes. Now, granted, my cousin sometimes just says things to annoy people. So <laughs> there's a certain amount of like, okay, I don't really believe you. But he said things to me before like, you know, oh, I don't believe in space because, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't have, uh, why, why should I believe in it? I believe in things like chemistry and biology because I can see it in front of me. But I don't believe in space. And it's like, well, okay. <laughs> it's like, that's a pretty fucking weird thing to say, but whatever. So anyways, I am trying to have a conversation with somebody instead of what most people would do, especially people who aren't really that sure about the science of it. And then they get all hot and bothered by it. And they, they, they start getting emotional and they start saying, no, you, there's, you know, what are you, stupid? And they start name calling and that is the wrong way to approach any of this stuff. Is it easy to go that far and to say, oh, you're just stupid and just play it off? Yes. That's why most people do that. But I'm a big believer that it's going to take a lot more than that if you really want to make a difference with this stuff, you're going to have to put the work in to talk to people. And, you, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, why why do people think that? Because there's got to be something down the line that they've got to. They got to a point in their thinking, and they said, that doesn't make sense. I'm done with it. And that's kind of what happened. That's why I dug a little further, and I was like, okay, like, where, where, where did this start? So we're talking and this and that. And I said, okay, well, why do you think that? And he started talking about it. And he said, well, you know, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. Cause he was talking about with, with dinosaurs. He's like, I don't even believe the dinosaurs existed, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, why do you think that? And he goes, well, he goes, the fossils are probably bullshit. He goes, how do you have bones that still exist millions and millions of years later and that's when i realized oh okay so you have thought about this and that's but now i'm like okay all right so you use logic and you thought about this and you said to yourself there's no way a fossil would exist maybe it is bullshit because why would a bone exist millions of years and that's when i realized okay you never learned what a what a fossil is and that's when I tried to explain. I said, well, first of all, a fossil is not the bone. You're you're 100% right. The bone would not last that long. Because it's it, the fossil is not bone. It's it's an imprint of what's left. The bone disappeared and it made this mold. So when the when the bone disintegrated and and didn't become there was a gap and then it filled up with rock and all that stuff and then that's where the fossil came from and i was like and and that and it's very rare to get a fossil you know and that's when when i started talking about a little more things where i'm like yes is science wrong a good amount of time yes but that doesn't mean evolution doesn't it like isn't right 
It just means it needs to be fixed. It needs to be adjusted. You know, there's a reason they rewrite science books every year. It's because the information is new and they need to update it. You know, some people take it as, oh, well, science is never right because they're always updating books. It's like, no, science is working on getting better. That's all it is. And that's why I, you know, my take is, you know, take it with a grain of salt. If you have a question about it, like he did, that's good. That's a good thing. But I also could have answered it a little bit better. I definitely could have answered a little bit better because I got a little irritated at the way he was saying it. Because it was definitely like, I really don't care. This, this, I don't think this is real. And that's okay. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> he has a right to do that. But I should be better at dealing with that. The reason I got irritated and why I should have answered that question a little bit better was because I got emotional about it. If I had stayed logical and didn't get irritated by the way he asked the question, probably could have explained it a little bit better. And it was actually cool because one of uh, the uncles came by and said, you know, hey, you know, he is right. That is a how a fossil is made. So it was kind of cool because people were getting involved and it was like, oh, okay, so somebody else is now saying this. See, if that conversation never happened and it started at, you know, oh, you're stupid. Why do you believe that? That other person never comes in and says, you know, he's right. And then my cousin never has a chance to think, oh, maybe I'm wrong. So the point of me telling you this story is not to <laughs> not to say my cousin doesn't believe in science. My point of the story is to say, if you put the work in to talk to somebody, not to change their mind, but to present the facts and to give them another chance to rethink it. Because he got to a point where he said, this doesn't make sense, so it must be wrong. Which is where a lot of us go with a lot of different topics. I mean, look at all the stuff that's happening in the news. Who has actually listened to any of these politicians speak? I know I haven't. I don't have the time or the energy to spend caring about that. And it's not that I don't care, but... I'm going to read it. I'm, I'm going to do my research when the time comes. There's no reason for me to listen to it right now. There isn't. And people are wasting their time doing it right now. And you just can't believe something that you just saw. It's easy to do that. Look what's happening, like, I, like we're just saying, with all the stuff that gets put up online, that people are like, oh, well, that's that's dumb. This guy's stupid, or this girl's stupid for thinking that. It's like, did you actually hear them, or did you just take a meme that you just heard <laughs> and and believe that it's fact? You didn't even check if that was true. You didn't even listen to the person actually say it. There's context. And what I'm saying is, if you're really going to do something, and you're really going to... If you really want science to improve, and you really want people to listen, you have to put the fucking time in. And like I said, I could have done much better. I got caught in emotion. But I'm at least working towards it. And if you care about it, I'm telling you work towards it, especially as a person of science. 
work towards making your arguments, making your discussion better. Because you will get tripped up emotionally with this stuff. So go into the battle of communication and work on your skill. Because there's no way you're going to help science if you can't communicate it to somebody else. That's my message for this part. <laughs> All right, so now time for a little science news, uh, specifically space news. And let's get into what we were talking about earlier about the supernova. So basically what happened is we're, for the first time, going to be able to watch a supernova explode from start to finish. And so you got to be wondering... How is that even possible? How, you know, can you see this thing that happens in an instant? You know, um, how are we going to be able to pinpoint in the complete vastness of the universe? Well, it turns out it's a little complicated, but <laughs> I'm going to run through you. It's from this uh, Tech Insider um, article I found online, and it's pretty amazing how they, I mean, this is... Thank God for these people who are putting the work in to figure this stuff out because it's a little mind-blowing when you think about it. So, um, in 2014, the Hubble Space Telescope showed something that was really weird. It was four stars blowing up at once. And so everyone's like, okay, that's weird. How do, like, that's even rarer than seeing, uh, you know, a supernova explode. They saw four blowing up at once in one picture. Like, the odds of that are just impossible. But what they actually saw was one blowing up at different stages. And the reason that was possible is because it's something called gravitational lensing. It's something Albert Einstein described. Um, and it's basically... Um, with something that's massive, that has tons of mass, that's massive, I don't know why I said that, that has tons of gravitational pull, the fabric of space and time around it bend because of its immense mass. So that gravitational field is a lens that then bends and redirects light around it. You know, this is where things get really crazy in deep space and with things that are incredibly massive that it literally, the gravity has so much pull. Like, on Earth, we have very little gravity. It does not affect us enough. But if you add more to that and gravity becomes stronger, it does some really crazy, crazy things. And in this case, it's bending light. And even more in this case, you're actually seeing different, you're, you're seeing multiple images. That's how crazy this is going. So what's happening is the light is bending and taking longer to reach the telescopes. So in this picture, it, right here, it says you might notice that all four images don't look the same because it's one picture and there, there's four different uh, supernovas circling what looks like a, a galaxy. And the arrows are pointing to them. And and that's because the light is bent more in some of the images than the others. So the more the light is bent, the longer it takes. It's got to go around the corner. It's going to take longer to get to you. So basically, they're able 
to calculate when the next one is going to explode. So in 2014, that supernova had already faded away. But what they're going to find is that the same explosion is going to replay in a different spot. So they're finding the point where that bend was so strong that now they can go back to look in. So this is like, not only is it amazing that we saw that one explode, it's even more amazing that we have the foresight to say, oh wait, the light is bending crazy over here. We can actually catch this again. And so what they're saying is sometime between January 2016 and April of 2016, we're going to be able to see this again. And this is more than once in a lifetime. This is once in a galactic <laughs> lifetime. Like, it's going to be crazy. And it's because physics don't really work that well. They work crazy in deep space. So, something to look forward to in the next year. It's coming up. So it's going to be cool. Make sure to check that out. Some more space news, uh, specifically for the Orion spacecraft, which, correction from last week, uh, when I was talking to the assistant, I accidentally said that the Orion was a part of Boeing. That's not true. It's part of Lockheed Martin. Uh, Boeing's spacecraft is the CST-100, which is also working towards... Uh, helping NASA uh, bring commercial crews into space. Just want to make sure that was clear. But with Orion, this is pretty interesting stuff. They're uh, going to be testing um, the spacecraft to, for water impact, which would be what eventually this Orion capsule will be doing, which is, will be bringing humans back into space. So it's going to have to land, in this case, in the Pacific Ocean. So they've got to test it with uh, dummies and sensors and make sure that you know, when we send humans with it going as fast as it's going to go and as hot as it's going to go in there because it's going through the atmosphere, they've got to survive. So with this, uh, they the most important thing they had to do was put a heat shield, uh, the first heat shield that was used in the first test specifically, and use it for this test so they make sure they're using the right, the right one. The only problem was this first one doesn't match, the first heat shield doesn't match the mock-up version that they're going to use for the test of Orion. So they had to figure out how they're going to get the heat shield attached to the mock-up Orion for the test. Um, so they had to uh, basically create this uh, whole other section to connect it to this new part. And they had to uh, align everything. They had to, as it says here, it was very challenging in the fact that we had to make sure the pieces were aligned horizontally, vertically, rotationally, and then angularly, uh, Carpenter said, which Carpenter is, one sec, uh, Ellen Carpenter, uh, who's the project manager. <coughs> manager, geez, my throat's awful today. Um... She said earlier, the tests are designed to produce some of the most stressful water landing conditions that the spacecraft and new crew may experience when returning to Earth from actual missions. Um, so it's very cool. Um, they, it's, you know, it's a whole other 
part of science where, you know, you design this whole thing. This, not only you're sending people into space and, and testing it to make sure it works, but then you got to do this whole another thing where, oh, crud, like, we didn't realize, like, this, we, we need this test to work, but this part doesn't fit. So now we've got to find a way to make it fit, and that's just a whole other thing. So more than 400 holes later, um, they matched all of them, made the mock-up assembly fit the heat shield. Um, they used a laser tracker, and within four thousandths of an inch, that's .004 inches, they lined everything up to make it work. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Um, you know, and the whole idea is that, you know, this heat shield is also going to act as basically the shock absorber. So not only is it going to protect you from the heat, it's also going to protect you from the shock of hitting the water, you know? So that's really cool. It's another step forward to making sure that when we're sending humans to places they shouldn't be, <laughs> they can come back safe. Uh, so it must have been very cool job to do. Um, I'm sure it was a little frustrating, but I mean, all those hours just to be able to drop that thing in the water and test it with the dummies in there and all that, that's so worth it. So worth it. Uh, next, um, we're also going to talk about um, the Orbital ATK launch that launched the Cygnus craft. So Orbital ATK is out of the shrouds of of darkness from uh, their failures last year. Um, they're back in action. They launched aboard a Delta IV Heavy, um, and they're they're back in action. They're back. Actually, was it a Delta IV? No. Hold on. I gotta I gotta check this once. My apologies. It was not the Delta IV. I'm getting mixed up with my Orion and my <laughs> uh, orbital ATK. Orbital ATK launches aboard an Atlas V, um, so a ULA Atlas V. Um, so unlike my terrible mix-up, uh, Orbital ATK uh, completely had a, a great success. Um, they packed the spacecraft with more than 7,000 pounds of supplies and equipment to resupply the ISS and the crew aboard, and the Cygnus released off of the Delta IV in orbit, and as of yesterday, connected with the ISS, uh, thanks to uh, Kajel Lindgren, who brought Cygnus uh, to the Harmony module and docked. Um, so now the crew can collect all the supplies they need and send back research and all that stuff. Um, the Cygnus craft is uh, definitely a little bit different than, say, the Dragon and the Soyuz, uh, specifically with their solar rays. Um, the Cygnus um, solar rays come out as two circles on the, uh, the other side, where with Dragon and with the Soyuz, um, they're long panels that, that um, extend out. Um, so kind of cool to see a different one up there. Um, definitely cool just to see another success. I mean, you know, um, the ISS has definitely been running on, uh, on lower supplies than they're used to. Um, but the good thing is all this stuff is done in preparation for things like that so that they could happen. So uh, congratulations to Orville ATK for getting back into business here. 
Um, and I wish them all the luck. Uh, it's great to see more people succeeding, and it's just going to make everybody better. So congratulations, Orbital ATK, and everyone involved. And uh, we're back in action here. Uh, and I guess there's going to be one more uh, supply mission for the crew before Christmas time. So definitely be looking forward to that. And that about sums it up for this week, everybody. Hope you had a great week. Um, again, thank you for sticking with us through the issues we had last week. Um, it was a problem we knew was going to happen. Uh, I knew it was going to happen. Um, was just hoping it could go a little more smoothly. Um, but everything's back up and running, and uh, we're looking ahead to the future. Um, this week uh, was... Uh, I'm glad I got this out. It's been it's been a little crazy. Again, adjusting to the new work schedule... Um, on the road, I mean, that's why we missed last week. I was on the road. I'm on the road this week. Um, but now we're up and running, and I can do this show on the run uh, with this uh, new mic. Uh, if uh, Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> um, just uh, stay positive, everybody, um, and uh, don't let the emotions get the best of you. Try as best as you can to stay logical and work through things. I know it's not easy. Um, but there's way more you can learn and, and get accomplished if you can avoid the easy way out, which is getting emotional. So uh, that's my advice. Uh, to end the episode, we're going to end with my thoughts uh, from my long drive home from Maine um, this weekend, uh, this last weekend. And uh, that's about it, guys. Stay, stay tuned for next week. Um, we're going to have another episode out on Thursday. And uh, that's about it. A lot of cool stuff coming up, science. Again, thank you, everybody who used the Amazon link uh, for Black Friday weekend and Cyber Monday and all that stuff. Uh, it's doing so much to help us push forward and do some science here because that, that money is going to go straight to making this show better um, and getting crazy science shit out to you. So um, thank you for that. Um, you can go on the homepage, stayinspace.net forward slash home, and click that banner, the Amazon button, I'm sorry, and uh, just shop from there. If you want to make it easy, bookmark it, and uh, you never have to think about it again, and you'll just help support the show. This podcast is also brought to you by Onnit. It's about total human optimization, being the best human being that you can be, being at the top of your game. You know, if you listen to this show, you probably use your brain for a living. You're probably a relatively smart person. Don't succumb to the easy thing, which is becoming that nerd who just sits at a computer and has a bad body. You know, has a body that's not up to par, up to snuff. Listen, we all fall victim to it. I'm guilty of it too. And finding on it has helped me get to that next step where having a healthy body can help promote my brain being healthier and being better and being on top of everything. Um, honestly, I, I can't tell you how much the, the different products like um, Shroom Tech Immune help me. Uh, I've got an edge for my immune system. It helps improve it so I can fight off colds while I'm on the road here so I can stay healthy and be on top of my game. Alpha Brain is amazing. It helps me on the edge. Uh, I mean, being on the road and doing all those extra hours and, and all this work, it's a struggle. It's a struggle sometimes, but having Alpha Brain keeps me at the top of my game. Make sure that I, I'm, I'm great. <laughs> that's about it. And all the science that's backing up this stuff is available on their website. So go check it out. Um, 
it's really I love all their products, especially their kettlebells. Um, I'm a big kettlebell fan. Um, I've been working my way into it. Um, I'm on the 18 pounders now. I'm working towards the 36 pounders. So I'm making my way up. You know, recovering from all those back injuries I had through college and last year when I fell during the winter. Um, uh, but if you do do kettlebells, make sure to go get someone that shows you what you're doing. Um, super important. Don't hurt yourself doing kettlebells like I did. <laughs> go to someone and have them teach you how to do it. Uh, because pound for pound, minute for minute, for me, it's the quickest, most efficient workout I can get because I don't have too much time to work out. Um, and that's about it. Make sure you go check that out on it. Uh, click that banner. Um, they've got sales all the time in and out. They just got a great product. I, I love having them. Um, that's about it. Uh, enjoy your week, kick ass, go out there and do the best that you can do. Um, and let's finish up this episode with my thoughts from the drive home this weekend. See you. Have a great weekend. I think it's really important for everyone not to forget that things take time to happen. What I mean by that is, is if you're going to do anything good or great or get anything done, you're going to fail a whole bunch of times before you figure it out. And it seems like with a lot of people, they with politics, with their careers, with school, with... I'm really talking about my generation, but I'm talking about everybody. They take one stab at it. They think they're Superman. They think they're John Jones. You know, they think they're these champions that can just go out there, do it in one try, and if it doesn't work, someone fucked them, or, you know, oh, well, something happened, you know, this and that, or you've got politics. It's like, it's like everyone wants to jump in, give their piece, and then be done with it, because their idea is the best. Nobody wants to have an actual conversation and work through anything. Anyone who works hard knows that it takes a lot of time and fucking up so many times until you finally figure it out. So, when you get into these conversations over the holidays with people, and they've thought their thing out a million times, and you've thought your thing out a million times, but no one's ever talking, it, it's like you're talking for the first time about it again. Because you're refusing to even listen because I'm, no, I'm right. And so the only way we're ever going to work together is to work at working together. You know, plus people need to just take time to actually think through their own stuff. They hear a fact, they say, oh, that's right, and then that's it. It gets stored away that I'm right. You never test it out. You never actually go to somebody and say, oh, you know, this is what I was thinking, and what do you think about it? You know, if, if we actually took the time to work on that stuff, you'd get so much better. I mean, look, look, what, to go back to something that I have, right? Or my experience, this show, right? I started the show because I want to work on my communication skills as an engineer, because guess what? Engineers and scientists suck at talking. So I'm pretty decent at it. So I was like, all right, well, let me take a stab at it and get even better. There are good weeks. There are bad weeks. 
some weeks I just kind of throw it in, you know, I don't mean to, but it just, that's, I haven't figured out how to really nail down my voice yet, and it's going to take a long time, it could take 10 years, but I'm working on it now because I want to have it later, and everyone seems to just want it now, I wanted it now, and then I would bum myself out that I didn't have it, but then I have wonderful people in my life that I go out and search to, to ask them a question because they have a different point of view. So then, by the end of it, after I've I've run it through the mill a million times and I've 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 forged it and and smelted it to this fine, precise, sharp, strong blade. Then I can go out swinging. Then I can be John Jones. Then I can, you know, then I can be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, 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 it, it, it takes the hard work, and you got to put it into battle. Most people don't even want to put it into battle. They just want to pass around the the peace pipe and keep smoking their own bullshit. So the only way we're going to solve any of this stuff is actually talking with people, whether it's online or whether it's in person. Personally, I think it's we got to talk in person. You can get all the little subtleties. You're going to get so much more about a person than you go through text. Even a video. Having someone in front of you is so much more important than information-wise. You're going to pick up on so much more of all the inflections, all the little subtleties that someone's talking about. Something, you know. Whether they're really passionate about it or if they're just some misguided person with a lot of a lot of passion that's just unfocused there's, there's a lot of that so what I'm trying to say is people need to work on their own shit I'm not saying you should be selfish but there's a, there's a big problem with character with a lot of people in this country I usually fr fray away from talking about this stuff but it's true I mean, how many people are willing to face their own fears about themselves or, or, or face the fact that they're not good enough right now with this or, or that they're, they're making the wrong decision? Not many. And most of the people that do don't talk about it online. They don't talk about it to everybody else about how they accomplished something successful because you just don't do that. When you're doing stuff, that, when you're actually doing things, how well, you don't have the time to do all the other stuff to bitch and complain about how oh my life is my life is great my life is awesome. Most people aren't going to spend the time to actually say that out loud, but they'll spend the time to say oh my life sucks this and that. And that's a lack of character, and you got to figure out what's wrong with you and fix that. Work on it. At least try to. If you at least try to, you're going to get somewhere. You're putting in time. And I'm sure most people's family had some kind of conversation that related to that this weekend. Whether it was what's going around in the world, whether it's talking about school and loans and, and, and then, you know, talking about other people. Sure, race got brought up at some point at everyone's Thanksgiving. I mean, it's these are all things that are popping up that everyone 
needs to talk about because if you ignore it, it's not going to go away. You talk about it, you refine your opinion, and you see the different sides of stuff. If you're just talking and you're all saying the same thing, you're all agreeing, that's great, but what's the solution? What's the solution? How are we going to fix this? That's how you have to ask. That's how you have to ask yourself. Because otherwise, we're just sitting around doing nothing. We're just we're just telling each other how good we are, or how bad the other person is, and that's the end of it. No solution. No nothing. You just feel better about it at the end of the day. So go out there talk to people. Go out there and if you are a good person, spread it out. You know? Be that good person to everybody else. It'll pay off.